All right, everybody, let's go ahead and get started. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time you've given us to get into your word, man, and to really uh, see what it means to be secured in you. Father, I pray that as I uh, speak what you have given me this morning to these young people uh, and those listening later, that they'll be able to grow in their security in you. And Father, we just thank you so much for us being fearfully and wonderfully made, that we can stand boldly in any arena, fully confident and fully competent. With that being said, I come against every demonic spirit that may try to war against myself, these young people. I come against any plot or schemes against my family, my wife, my daughter, um, my properties, anything that belongs to me now and in the future. We thank you, Lord, for that covering. And Father, we turn our attention back to you. We thank you so much for this opportunity once again um, to share from within something that will benefit them long term. We appreciate that, Father. And just now we do pray. Amen. So today we're going to be talking about um, insecurities and how they keep us from securing what we desire to secure. So what are some things you guys want to secure in the future? What, I mean, you, you have it, you own it, you maintain it for years. What are some of those things you want to secure? Yes, sir. Generational wealth. And why is generational wealth so important for you? That's good. That's good. We don't want our kids to start over. Good. Anybody else? What is something that you want to secure and, and have it long term? Nobody want to secure the bag. Nobody want to secure. Y'all don't want to secure anything. Maybe those are hit or miss topic. Maybe we should. But anyway, so each and every one of us want to secure. How many people want to secure a, a family one day? Right. People want to secure generational wealth one day. Everybody, there's a lot of people here who want to secure something and some people have already secured it, but it's still vulnerable. And when it comes to security, we have to make sure that we're secure from within. Now, when we think about securities right now, it could it be that the reasons why you may not achieve or the reason why you haven't achieved certain things is because of those insecurities in you. What are those areas you don't really find yourself confident what are those areas in your life where you don't really feel like that was fearfully and wonderfully made by God? What are those areas in your life that was generational that's crippling you uh, from producing that generational wealth? Each and every one of us, if we're honest, we have some insecurities. I mean, when I was young, I was insecure about my forehead. I got picked on every day. Y'all heard me say this many times. The best big headed joke I ever heard was you was a teenage mutant ninja turtle who couldn't put his head back in the shell. And so imagine after lunch that day, how I felt going down Victory's hallways. I was like, man, I really, <laughs> my head dead. But, but, what, but either way, there were times in my yearbook pictures, I didn't like the picture because I was like, all I saw was not the smile, not the fearfully, wonderf wonderfully made young man, but the forehead was glaring. Each and every one of us have something, whether it's physical or internal, that we're insecure about. I remember uh, when God uh, told me to be a speaker and he was like, I want you to write a book and I, and I want you to start that YouTube channel. I'm like, but God, I stutter. And so even when I uh, uh, started videos and, and, uh, and I would get insecure about, will I stutter? So I wanted my message to be so perfect. I mean, even now, sometimes when I do videos, they laugh sometimes when I like, I took me 96 takes for that video. One video took me 96 takes. Because I stuttered, messed it up, but it was that 97th video. I remember one time where I was doing my Bible study called Unplugged, and, and I stuttered. Y'all heard this before. I stuttered so bad to the point to where it almost got into my mental, to the point to where it almost stifled my potential, to the point to where if I didn't complete that video, 
that video wouldn't have reached 500,000 views. So what am I saying to you? We've all, or we all have insecurities. Even when I do videos now, when people watch my video, I'm shaking my hands because I'm nervous, because I'm still fighting that insecurity of will I stutter? So insecurity or insecurities don't necessarily mean that uh, 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 you um, have an issue. It just means we all have them. So today we're going to take some time to really talk about insecurities, getting very deep into them so that we can be able to see how we can find our security in Christ to the point to where we can, even in moments of nervousness, we can still succeed. Right now, I have a couple of questions. In what ways or areas are people insecure? In what ways or areas are people insecure? Or what are they typically most people are insecure about? Yes, sir. Other people's opinions will save that. Number two, what's another reason? Yes. Uh, finances. finances and what else? Yes, yes. Uh, how, they look. How, how they look. Let's start with opinions. We all find ourselves. You ever had that day where you started off and you, you thought the outfit was cute? <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? You just thought you just thought those you just thought those Jordans was going to do what they was going to do. And then you walk down that hall, all it took was a look. That person looked you up and down, and the whole day you're insecure to the point to where some of y'all came into my office talking about, I don't even want to wear these shoes. No, I'm joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't even want to be here. I want to kill myself. I'm like, fam, <laughs> it's all right. Wait a minute. Thank you. I'm like, wait a minute, man. It ain't that deep, but it is. A lot of us are still living. Off of the opinions of others to the point to where some of y'all are getting degrees because of someone's opinion or in relationships because of someone's opinion or missed out on something because of someone's opinion. And we haven't even considered God's opinion. The Bible says vast is his thoughts or are his thoughts towards us. That means God has a lot of thoughts about you and I. I want to investigate that vastness. God, what do you think about me? What do you what do you see me to be? And if we live for people's acceptance, we'll die from their rejection. If you live for someone's acceptance and your whole life is about whether or not this group, this individual <clears throat> or society views you as someone, they're going to end up a no one. But imagine living life from acceptance, not for acceptance. What's the big difference between living life from acceptance and not for acceptance? <clears throat> yes. For acceptance. For acceptance, it's you do things for the sake of what other people will think. So it's like, well, I don't, I'm not going to wear these J's because so-and-so said they look bad on me. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the, the difference between doing it for somebody and then just doing it for yourself and not caring what anybody else thinks. That's real. And the question is, and you can raise your hand on the inside, which side of the spectrum are you? Are you a person walking from acceptance or walking for acceptance. See, when you're an individual that's walking from acceptance, you're walking from being accepted by God. See, it's crazy. People are more judgmental than God is. God is a loving judge, honest judge, a judge that is considerate, a judge that has already judged. 
That's liberating. I don't have to worry about a God who would judge me when God has already judged me through his son. And if all I got to do is accept his righteousness and, and allow that sanctification work to make me more like him, when I stand in front of him in judgment day, it won't be a heaven or hell issue. Because now I'm not living my life worrying about how other people judge me when God has already judged me in light of his son. So now when I stand before God, I stand as if my penalties has already been cleansed. Do we have any extra chairs? We got one, two, three, and four. I don't know if y'all want to sit together. We can, we can move them for you. Oh, Hannah said, I got that one. Oh, man, we got two more coming. All right, that's okay. I'm just trying to see who got ribs. Some fellas don't got no ribs in here. I see y'all sitting there. They gentlemen ribs ain't there. He said, my ribs is all <laughs> my bad. He said, oh, got to move. <laughs> my seat is already established <laughs> at the right hand. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. All right. My bad. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's nice. I understand. So, yeah. So, um, man, what was my point? From acceptance means that my confidence is from God. That I like what I like. I love what I love. I love everything about me because God made everything about me. And everyone else's opinions don't matter because they wasn't the one that made me. Number two was what? We said uh, people's opinions. Number two was finances. What was the third one? Looks. Okay, finances. I love the scripture that says, well, let me ask you this question first. What's worth more, favor or finances or money? Favor is worth more. Why? It ain't about what you know. It ain't about what you have. It's about who you know. I've, the favor that God has given in my life, I saved so much money. Some of us, we're, in tra we're trapped by the idea that I have to have. The Bible says, count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And when patience has had its full effect or perfect work, you will be whole, complete, Lacking in nothing. Those bottom three, per whole, complete, lacking in nothing, is where we desire to be. Now, imagine being where you are, imagine being where you need to be and are fully aware you lack nothing. Right now, it doesn't matter how much money is in my account, I lack nothing. I'm in a family business. Not my family's business, but the capital F family business. That, that if, if I'm about my father's business, my father will fund it. Now, when, uh, before God asked Peter to follow him, what did Jesus do for Peter? If you're going to follow him, you can't have a debt mentality. You got to know that it's all been paid for. Now, the thing is, we wish that God paid us every two weeks. How many of us can get a, a test of that? We wish that God paid us every two weeks. I wish. I'm waiting on my harvest for all these people I helped since sixth grade to now. Some harvest, I'm like, fam, come on, God, I'm waiting for the, I need, I need them in meals. I need them in millions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the, the time I've invested. But the thing about God, God doesn't always pay you the way current systems pay you. I wish that I can go to God.com and it's similar to Amazon.com. I wish that I can scroll through heaven, heaven or us and, 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 and search for, for some things and, and place an order and thank God for Jesus giving me Amazon Prime or Heaven Prime that I can get this in two days. How many times we pray for something and get it for two years? 
Asking God, I wish it was here in two days. God is saying, trust me. That I'm trying to take the lack out of you so that you understand that I'm backing you. And when you have that mentality, you'll be able to say, it doesn't matter how much money I have or don't have. If God is going to make a way, he'll make a way where I don't have to pay my way. How many of us been in situations where we was like, I don't know how we going or who going to pay for this? You've been in situations where someone paid it all. <laughs> you sitting there and you how many of us been at restaurants? Yeah, when do you feel? Come on, now we got a new guest, man. Come on, fellas. Thank you. Thank you, Ethan. Yes, sir. That boy said, I'm at Carmel Christian. He said, man, listen, <laughs> life is good. Life is great. Anyway, how many of us been in a situation where we was like, you at a restaurant, you checked your cash app, you checked your bank account, you like, man, I only got, I got negative $4.08. But your friend says, get what you want. You was just going to get water. <laughs> All you had, 25 cents for the lemon. And he was going to make some lemonade. And <laughs> he was going to be like, I'm good, I'm fasting, I'm fasting. You know what I'm saying? I'm fasting, I'm fasting. Well, I'm good, I'm good. I'm, this is for the Lord. Right? I'm fasting. But somebody said, get what you want. Or you've been at a, a restaurant, not a restaurant, but you've been shopping. And, and, and all of a sudden, someone says, I got you. Like, like, if God wants to get it to you, he'll get it to you. Now, the last one was what? Looks. Listen. I am not the most attractive guy in the world, and I'm okay with that. Because I only had to be attractive to one person. The issue is we're trying to be like other people to attract what they have. But in life, you only attract what was meant for you. The older you get, you'll begin to realize the importance of being yourself. Everything on heaven's shelf is looking for you. It's not looking uh, um, you being like your friend. It, it don't matter how you look. Man, listen, uh, th- I remember one time I was like, man, um, insecure about will I ever attract the woman that I desired? And for those who know my story, I was like, man, the Jamie Foxx show, fancy. Y'all know this. I'm going to speed through this. But I was like, God, I remember there was one time I was like, man, how am I going to pull someone like that? At y'all's age, to a degree, some people feel like they have to pull through their looks. No, you pull through your likeness. You don't pull through looks. You pull through likeness. If you pull them from your looks, you won't be able to look at them long. Because if you pull something from your looks or from by your looks or by your body or by your money, those people will be acting funny eventually. But when you pull from your likeness, that's Christ likeness, then you will pull the best. And so if you look in the mirror and you comparing yourself to somebody else or these photoshopped imaged versions of people on magazine shelves, then my friend, you'll miss out on your internal wealth. You'll miss out on you. I've, I only want to attract what's for Joshua Ezzy. I don't want your blessing. I want my blessing because you know what your blessing is going to produce for me? Stressing. I want blessings without sorrow. This is for you. No need to borrow. Like this is mine. Oh, I'm here today. I'm cooking today. I had a two-hour nap, so I'm here to preach today. You know what I mean? That two-hour nap, I ain't, you know, I'm here today, okay? So what I'm saying is, is this. That don't mean you don't look your best. I'm not sitting there saying that you have to uh, 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 not look good, but what I'm saying is your looks are good. If you don't like the way you look, you're basically telling God he's not a good artist. You're basically telling God that you don't know what you were doing when you made me. 
That's why the enemy created in society these standards of beauty, <clears throat> these standards where you feel like you have to have the latest watch, the latest car for the fellas or how much money. Listen, you want a woman that will want to build with you. I'm not saying that. Listen, I'm not trying to don't marry a woman. And you don't have nothing built. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying you take her to a lot and there's nothing but grass. I'm not saying that. You got to have something built, right? Something established. Because one thing about a woman, a woman is not going to help you build something if you don't even know how to use your own tools, right? And so when you think about that, fellas and ladies, you'll begin to say, I love the way I look, and that's that. Because I pulled my wife through my likeness. Because I want things that is like me. I want things that I pulled from the inner me. Because looks fade. One day, you could be the prettiest girl, the most handsome guy, and one car accident make you look like, you know what I mean? <laughs> make you look crazy, right? But how many people, be, yeah, yeah, but, but how many people, how many, and Kanye said, he said, the prettiest people do the what? Ugliest things. And that's why you got to say, you know what, God, I may not look like her. I may not pull like her. I may not pull like him, but I only want to pull from you. Or what's for me? Now, let's define, okay, in what ways, his last question, in what ways can insecurities keep us from securing what we desire? In what ways can our insecurities keep us from securing the things we desire? Yes. Insecurities uh, block you from seeing what um, is greater than what you have right now. That's real. Expound that for us. Okay, so... <clears throat> I can, I can share a testimony with that, an experience in my own life. It was my wedding day, and I, was, I woke up that morning, and I was like, oh, it's real. This ain't, this ain't tomorrow. Yesterday was, I was like, oh, I'm getting married tomorrow. No, this, this is today. And my, my groomsmen were downstairs sleeping. I got up at 4 o'clock that morning. And I was processing. I'm like, man, I don't know. I've never seen how this thing works. I'm about to be the head of a house. The insecurities rose. The second time the insecurity rose significant was when I showed my wife the pregnancy test and said, you know, we're by you pregnant. And I was like, she got excited jumping on the bed screaming because y'all don't even know the story. It took us a year and a half to even get conceived. I had to watch her go through two surgeries I had to watch her go through so much just to have this moment. So I was there to carry her. I was a good husband. I was like, I'm here for you, you know, holding her hand, helping her through. But then when it was time for my hand to be held, who's going to hold my hand? Like, I'm about to get teary out now. Like, I'm sitting on the edge of that bed. I'm like, who's going to coach me through fatherhood? You know what I'm saying? All I feel back here is fatherlessness. <laughs> and now I'm about to walk into fatherhood. Right? 
And then at that moment, I felt a peace that surpassed my own understanding. That's why walking with God is supernatural, man. And, and there's going to be times where you're going to feel insecure. I remember one time I was speaking in front of 5,000 people, sweating. I'm talking about this was all wet. I, had to, I was like, man, I had to preach like this the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Because I was sweating bullets because I was like, I'm about to be on stage in front of 5,000 people. And I got to give them a 30-minute message. But when you step into an insecure moment with the God that has already secured you, you will find a supernatural charge of confidence you can't explain. And so even though you are in a position, whether it is at y'all's age and my entrepreneurs and my go-getters, you're like, man, God is calling me to start this big business. Or you're in college and you're pursuing a, a field and, 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 and a, in an industry where it's super competitive and you feel insecure. Or if you're in a creative moment and you're like, I don't know if this moment's for me. We've all been there. But God, who is rich in mercy, who will give you a joy and that will give you strength and, and a peace that's a pass on the standard that will help you execute. And so when you think about securing things, you can't secure things without being secured. I can't hold a wife if I'm not held. Do you, let, let me tell you something about being a husband, like, <clears throat> like being married, like, 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 like managing the needs of a wife, a wife that's not working, a baby that's getting big and walking in, and, and you're the financial breadwinner, which is fine. But, but, but then, then everybody's pulling on you at every end. Only God can sustain you while you're holding something heavy. And some of you all are holding things that you were never meant to hold. You're holding people's opinions. You're holding these insecurities and they're making you heavy. And when you stand on that scale at night, that scale is lying to you. No one scale is accurate because a man-made scale can't, can't weigh the hell in you. It can't weigh those emotions. It can't weigh those thoughts. How many of us got heavy thoughts? How many of us got heavy feelings? And all of a sudden, now when we step on that scale, oh, man, mama, I lost weight. No, you didn't. You just gained some last week. <laughs> And so when you think about life, you will say, God, I need you to secure me. Now, there's three types of as insecure as insecurity and as insecurities, similar but different. Let's go through them. And insecurity is a moment. It says not, uh, not confident or assured, uncertain and anxious. So uh, ins being insecure is a moment where you don't feel secure. So when I'm about to speak, there may be moments where I feel insecure. But that doesn't mean I'm an insecure person. It just means it's an insecure moment. You're going to have those moments <clears throat> when you're at the free throw line or where you're trying to raise her up. You know what I'm saying? Or wherever you are in life, <laughs> you're going to feel insecure. I remember when I, when I, listen, come on, man. My, some people call me the raise God. But anyway, with how I got my wife, I was nervous. It took me, well, y'all know the story. I ain't going to keep going. But either way, Insecure moments. With all due respect, God, I ain't no risk, God. Sorry, anyway, because <laughs> he's risen. He's the God that's only. <laughs> anyway, insecure moments, <laughs> right? Right. So we all have those insecure moments. Now, uh, insecurity is a mentality. Insecurity, by definition, is the state of being uncertain or lacking confidence, a feeling of vulnerability. So insecurity means. It's a state you live in. Now, what state do y'all live in right now? What state do you live in? 
who, who, who once lived in another state or country? What country, what other state? Where you, what, 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 what state you used to live? South Carolina. South Carolina. <laughs> Down the street. <laughs> oh, she said, no, no, no. She said it for us. For us. Uh, uh, somewhere far away. <laughs> oh, Nigeria. A lot of different places. Yes, sir. Oh, Greece, right? So, even though you once lived in a certain state or country, North Carolina is where you reside now. So a state means <clears throat> a place where I reside. That means I'm so insecure, this is who I am. They say, here's an expression. It says, an example of, a, of an insecurity is his constant need for reassurance revealed his deep insecurity. You ever met people that constantly needed you to reassure them? Constantly needed you to make them say I look good or whatever. Or, or a girl that constantly needed you. Can you tell me that you love me? Or a guy that constantly needs you to say that his fit look good. That's the insecure person. That means they live in a state of insecurity. They need to be filled by other people. See, life is not about other people fueling me. Now, one thing about God. If I want to be completely full, I have to go to him. Do you know that your tank, like a car, gas tank, only God can fill it? If you go to certain people, some people can only give you two gallons. Some people can maybe give you five. But how many of us know that five dollars don't fill a tank? But we go for those. Who, yeah. But when you go to a person and you desperately need them to fill you, then you're going to empty them and you'll never be full. So the goal in life is to say, you know what, God, only you can fill me. Only you can give me the confidence. Because imagine me coming to you for advice. Hey, man, I need some marital advice. Harmony, I need to talk to you real quick. I'm losing Harmony in my marriage, so I got to go to Harmony. Like, like, what do I do? Harmony's going to be like, fam, I have no experience. <laughs> Good luck. Then would you trust to get advice from me down the road? No, because you're going to be like, this guy, number one, don't know where to go, and he don't know how to get what he needs. But when you go to God and then you fill people, then you can say, God, how much am I supposed to fill this person? That's why I don't like, I don't befriend people who need me. Need leads to perversion. I want people that want to be with me, that want, like, that. if you need me, fam, that means, like, friendship is expensive. Who can raise a hand and can attest to that? Friendship costs Friendship is free 99. Relationships, how much they cost? A lot. <laughs> Relationships cost, why? Because first off, oh man. Marriage is a scam. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, it's not, no, it's not. No, I'm just joking, I'm joking. Miss Esme, Miss therapy. No, what I'm saying is, I'm just joking, it's not a scam, but if you look at it wrong, you can feel like you're being scammed because... There are certain seasons where all you can do is pour. When my wife was trying to get pregnant and having a baby, man, I couldn't ask for nothing. It was my time to carry. It was fourth quarter. You got to go for 60 or we ain't winning. You know what I'm saying? You got to be 64. You got to have Kobe numbers. You got, because you got to carry. The issue is if you're not carried, how can you carry? And so when you understand your state of insecurity, 
you're not going to be able to secure a family if you're not secured. So are you at a place where you are in a state of insecurity, meaning that you are in a deep, dark place mentally where you need constant reassurance? Now, last one is insecurities means multiple. First one, insecure is a moment. Insecurity is a mentality. Insecurities are multiple. Definition, multiple instances or aspects of feeling uncertain or lacking confidence. So it says here, she grappled with insecurities about her appearance and professional ability. So not only are you insecure at one thing, you have multiple insecurities. Do you know that one insecurity can be transferable to all areas? Where if you have an insecurity or a need to feel accepted, you're gonna, it's going to affect your marriage. It's going to affect your job. It's going to affect your relationship with your kids. It's going to affect every area. Because now you're befriending a six-year-old child, like your own child. That's why I'm, I got to be so secure that I don't need my daughter. I don't need my daughters. It's funny. I'll be sitting, bro, it don't keep you hurt. I ain't going to lie to you. I'll be sitting here like this, and she's walking now. So I'm like, oh, man, walk the daddy. She walks, curves. <laughs> I'm like, fam, come on, man. But I already know. There's going to come a time where all she wants is her dad. So I'm not going to be insecure about why he ain't hugging me. I'm in the bed like, dang, she ain't hugged me today. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, man, what do I got to do tomorrow, man? I gotta buy, now I got to buy toys to buy affection. Now I got to do all this stuff to try to get her. Like, I don't need it because I know one day all she going to want is her dad. So let me rest up. <laughs> That's perspective. But how many of us are not just insecure in one area? But our one insecurity make us insecure in multiple areas. You don't feel confident nowhere. And an insecurity is, you ever seen a person or you know as of yourself, soon as you get a compliment for, from him, now you're at the top of the world. And then if, you don't, if he don't even look your way, now you're in a deep, dark pits. And how many of us are picking outfits just to fit? Like, and how many of us trying to look cute just to fit? Like, God doesn't want us to fit in. <laughs> he wants us to fit out, step out so people can see that uh, city on the hill that can't be hidden, that light that can't be put out. And if we constantly trying to be fit in or try to fit in, we won't be able to see why we're even in what we're in. So right now you got to assess what part of me is making me insecure in all areas because there's going to come times in your marriage with your children, with your money, where you're going to be looking funny, but you can't be a dummy. You got to know who you are. So when stuff start laughing at you, you won't be shaken. Like when people start making comments about you, you won't be moved. You'll be like, you know what? I'm secured in Christ. How many millionaires lost all their money, built it up again because they had a mentality we don't quit. We don't like it don't matter what I, I can lose all my money today and make it all back in six months because it's a mentality. And if you don't have that Christ like mindset, then you will keep losing. But if you are winner's mentality, and you're like, I'm secured. All you got to do is operate the systems, the principles. And you be like, man, I lost someone, but then I got someone better. Oh, I lost my friends. But now I became God's best friend. Like, like when you lose, you gain. And that's why I don't get mad when God starts taking people out of your life. Loneliness is being alone is one of the best places to be. 
And if you're too insecure to be alone, then my friend, you will be too insecure to be alongside. If you can't be alone on the side of God, you cannot be, you won't ever be alongside with a significant other because you're going to constantly be pulling from them. Because you know insecurities are some of the biggest holes in our hearts. And it's the, it is a bottomless pit. Every time someone pours into you, you feel good for 30 minutes and you need them to say another comment. Like, I used to be like that with YouTube. Bro, I would have 90 positive comments. And those two right there. I'm over there researching. I mean, you're lucky you're facing in that thing, man. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at their name. Like, I got to find you. Why you say that my message wasn't? Because I, my identity was in how people perceived my speaking. Because you know where it stemmed from? I don't have a college degree. There were times where I was so insecure. I said, I have no college degree. Because back before social media now, preachers will ask you before they booked you for an event, do you have a college degree? They'll be so hyped. Oh, your videos are amazing. We would love to have you for our church. Yeah, all right, man. Oh, we're going to pay you this much. Good. Last question. Where did you graduate from? Oh, man, I have no college degree. Oh, man, sorry, man. We can't bring you in. So now a big bulk of my videos was trying to prove that I know the word. <laughs> trying to prove that, yeah, man, you should have booked me for the. That's an insecurity, fam. Who called me? Or Roberts or Jesus Christ himself? I don't need a university when I got the king of the universe with me. Oh, I'm here now. Right? I don't have to worry about that. And you don't have to worry about that when God has your back. So what are you insecure about? Why are you insecure when, you, when the price for you has already been secured? All right, for time's sake, we'll stop here. Um, now, what does it mean to be after this point? <laughs> Security in Christ. Means that seeking spiritual grounding and finding security in a relationship with Christ can provide a profound sense of peace and assurance. We need peace and assurance. Like God already paid the insurance for our assurance. Like he paid it. So now it don't matter if I fall, bump down. I got insurance for that. I don't if I make that's why if you make a mistake today, you got insurance for that. God is gonna sit there and be like, oh, your policy's over because you sinned last night. He said, No, I have insurance that pays for all your mess. So when you make a mistake, get back up because I need you to get. I don't need you to be whether feeling whether you're legit or not. I need you to be assured because the insurance has already paid it. So when I make a mistake, I'm not going to sit there and be like, how can I pay for this? Or oh, I got to go pay 20 more percent of my tithes. Or I got to go, I got to go hug a person today. I got to go help a person for me to pay for my insurance. God said, I've already insured that. It's under the Christ policy. So now I need you to stand assured at every place. Now, in peace, we'll, we'll keep going. Uh, trusting in a higher power can offer stability amidst life uncertainties. Life is unpredictable. Uncertain. This might be the year you're going to lose somebody. This may be the year where that person's going to walk away from. This may be the year where, where all hell breaks loose globally. Obama and them just put out a movie now giving us a clue of what may happen in this country. And if you're not secured in Christ right now, it doesn't matter what happened globally. I know for a fact that God still hires ravens. I'm going to go to that verse and I'm going to face it up to heaven. You fed Elijah with ravens. I don't know what you brought him, but I know for a fact that you still hire birds. But if you're not secured in Christ, you won't even be able to sleep through turmoil. 
So this could be the year. It's election year, y'all. Let's be real honest. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you're secure, if you're not secured in Christ to provide, trusting in a higher power can offer stability amidst life uncertainties and can contribute. Some of y'all from overseas, I'm trying to go back home. America crazy like that? You know, I'm just joking. I'm going back to, I might go to Nigeria with you. Trusting in a higher power can offer stability amidst life uncertainties and contribute to a holistic sense of security. Now, quickly, here are Four things that security in Christ will secure you with. And then I'm done. Identity and self-worth, number one. Unconditional love and acceptance, number two. You will have faith over fear. Number three, you have purpose and direction. And we'll do a part two maybe next week. But I just want to encourage you or challenge you tonight to write down all your insecurities. Everything you insecure about. Number two, I want you to ask yourself, why are you insecure in this area? And then I really want you to have an honest, open conversation with God and say, God, please secure me in this area. Because if you don't allow him to secure you in that area, every area in your life is vulnerable. Because if I don't, if I'm not secured as a husband, my wife is vulnerable, my daughter's vulnerable, you guys are vulnerable. Because if I'm insecure, now I'm not preaching the word from God. I'm preaching from myself because I need your amen. I need your hallelujah. I need your go ahead, preach, young man. When you need that, you can't feed them. And so whatever area it is, you got to ask, what is vulnerable in my life if I stay insecure? Now, you're going to have insecure moments. And here's something that you can do. When anytime they have an insecure moment, I find the nearest bathroom or I'll go to my car or I'll find a room and I'll go look up and look at God and say, God, I can't do this without you. I need you. I just it's a simple, honest prayer. And I visualize myself once I walk out this door, I'm a new person. Some of y'all, when y'all see me at chapel, man, you don't even know to have. Of how nervous I am. You know how nervous I am when I get in this chair? Y'all, y'all never imagine because when I get in this chair, when I'm in my car, I'll be sitting there like, man, some of the hardest people to teach and preach to are 16 to 22-year-olds. God, I hope I give them something that gives them hope. From that trip, from that seat to this seat, I'm a different man. And it's supernatural. So you can overcome any place that you once felt insecure because the one that has secured you. Thoughts, comments, questions, everybody's good? All right, we're done.